Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. Sunday, very exciting show to Jai Cook, who is chef of Bijou's Little Curry Shop in Denver, as well as the owner of Ms. Betty's Grandson, which we'll talk about a little bit. The Jai, man, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for having me. I am pumped to be talking with you because like so many of my guests, I've been scouring social media, looking for positivity, looking for hustle, looking for people that are thinking and being creative in this moment. And you posted a picture that was just you and your whites. I think you had a bandana on, right? And this was like hashtagged out. And you have a hashtag you use all the time, love what you do. And I was inspired by that and wanted to have you on the show. So first let's start there and then we'll go back and talk about kind of what's been happening with you. But why is it important for you to use a hashtag like that and just to have that positive, motivated energy? Honestly, it's it's that reminder sometimes, you know, those those okay. hard days where, you know, you're walking out of the restaurant with a ten to fifteen thousand dollar day, you know, and uh, you're just drained and, um, you know, you're questioning the decisions that you made, but you go back the next day, you know, and um, I've worked under some amazing chefs, whether it was Sal Salazar at the kitchen next door, uh, Chef Kyle, when I was over at the kitchen, um, you know, it's 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 amazing to work under these individuals like, you know, Chef Lucas Forgey when I was over at Block and Larder, you know, um, watching their story, watching their growth and having to watch that restaurant close. Uh, that was a tough decision. That was a that was a tough one on us. But we love yeah. what we do. we truly love what we do. And we get up and we go and do it the next day. Look at these individuals on the front line feeding the frontline workers, you know, um, Chef Kelly That's Whitaker. It. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm doing the Steamboat Food and Wine Festival with him this year. And uh, that gentleman, he's an amazing human being. You know, watching these people work is what we do. We have to love what we do or you don't do it at all. It doesn't make sense. So true. And when you think about that, because you see the grind and, and we all have empathy for so many of our of our brethren, our brothers and sisters yeah. that have put in all the passion, all the effort, all of themselves and still just got ground up. Myself, I had to separate myself from the day-to-day kitchen because it was it was killing me too. Yeah. How do you find that balance then when it's like all about putting in everything you got, leaving nothing on the field? You know, I'm honestly asking myself that same question. I'm, I'm trying to find that that same balance. Uh, you know, I've, I've redecorated my whole house. I've gutted my <laughs> whole kitchen. Um, I, I Everything's labels out. Honestly, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I have enough core containers, you know, that can take me through. Um, But but the thing is, it's right now uh, as a chef, as a as a as a human being in this world, um, watching the situation, it's it's hard Um, as a chef. I want to go out there and I want to I want to grind, dude. I've been offered so many questions and right now i my opinion opinions you know we all have one um mine is it's not the right time to go out there 
Um, okay. yeah. We have to hold back just for a little bit. You know, we have to, if we can find a balance between opening our restaurants and doing delivery and pickup, um, I think that we should do it because as restaurants, we are paying rent. You know, we're, we're paying our bills and uh, these are just brick and mortars that are just sitting there. You know, um, we have to find a way to keep it going. So with that being said, um, I have asthma, Jensen. And uh, having, having asthma, I was born with it. My dad has asthma. My mom has asthma. I can't get away from it. So I had to take myself out of that situation. And also having a wife um, that also have uh, her health issues as well. You know, you have to think about the people who are around you. You know, it's no longer just about you. Um, that's that's honest. I may have strayed away from your question a little bit, but but the honest truth of the matter is, you know, it's hard to get away from that mindset of when you're working 65, 70 hours a week, and then all of a sudden now you're just put to a full stop. Um, you know, it's just it's going to take us to adapt. I really appreciate that. That was uh, that's important. It's insightful. It's personal. It's yeah. easy to get caught up in some of the politics of it right now of what yeah. we're supposed to do and not supposed to do and whose fault this is and whose responsibility that is. Yeah. And I don't know the answers to that. Nobody knows the answers to that. Such a personal, yeah. such a personal question to ask and a decision to make. And so I respect that so highly. And I completely have a ton of respect and understanding for people who are like, we have to get back to work now. I get both yeah. sides. It has yeah. to be your decision because it's balancing your personal health for you, yeah. you are high risk. And that's scary for sure. It is. And the people around you. And then there's also the, the fact of not being in the restaurant gives you physical health, but the potential of being stuck at home is probably not good for the mental health no. of an industry and people <laughs> that are built on face-to-face -face interaction. I think I've talked about it on every single episode. Like yeah. we're built on shoulder to shoulder in the kitchen. Oh. It's a struggle to not have that. And so how then are you finding some, some levity in these moments? You know, you, you mentioned organizing your house and your kitchen. Yeah. Are you cooking right now? What else is keeping you energized? Um, well, you know, I am my ear to the pavement. I, I, I may not be out there physically, but I'm out there. I've been in conversation with the Salvation Army, um, Lambeth Family Center. Uh, we recently fed over 500 people this past Thanksgiving uh, with Chef Jesus Silva um, yes. you know, on the Broadway market, we rocked that out and, uh, it was a bunch of friends that came together. So I've had numerous people reached out to me. Um, if I can be the individual that get cooks in connections with jobs, uh, find cooks, uh, you know, help out organizations around the neighborhood, you know, whatever that I can do, I'm doing it. So, um, I've connected cooks with the Salvation Army. They're feeding over 10,000 people a day. Um, you know, Kristen, uh, the director from from uh, the Lambeth Family Center is an amazing woman. She reached out to me. Um, you know, we're working with different churches around the community. It just depends. I think that right now what we can do is if it's a phone call we can make, um, you know, if we can go drop off some groceries, if we can send some groceries, whatever that we can do as a community, um, we need to stay active. So that's what I find myself doing. You know, I may not be out there physically, but... I have my ear to the streets and uh, yeah. I'm part of the conversation. You know what I mean? I think that, uh, you know, whatever way that we can contribute, um, we should try. Hell yes, we should yeah. try. It's yeah. so innate again in the humans in hospitality to be like, we're completely decimated. People are completely out of work. 
their livelihood, but also their sense of being is completely, uh, completely devastated right now. Yet the instinct is always to be of service, to find a way to serve your community, to connect people, to communicate. So I really, really appreciate that. I'm going to make sure and links up some of these people. And I love it. This is all about acknowledging others. And a lot of times I'm like, so who's that person? So who's that person? I'm asking people, like, give me a name. Like, let's name drop a little bit. You're crushing it, man. You are a natural name dropper, which I really like. Acknowledgement is key. We have to. I think, uh, you know, acknowledging the individuals that you're working with, uh, it gives credit and it brings uh, awareness to what you're doing. You know what I mean? Uh, You know, I think, um, don't get me wrong. We've done a lot of work silently. And that work helped now we need to become vocal. Yeah. That's it. Yeah, so true. That's I it. love it. And look, you know, this whole show is built on like championing for the unsung hospitality heroes. So many people in the trenches that actually make it happen day in and day out. I'm so inspired, so struck by the ability of people to have that pure sense of hospitality. And so they all have voices. There's been a lot of conversation about who is allowed to speak for the industry. Is it the people that have the the big namesakes? And I say, hell no, it's to Jai Cook and everybody else at every single level of the industry has a voice and should use that voice. And the more solidarity there is in that voice, the more strength there is in that voice. So I really appreciate hearing that as well. And everyone listening who doesn't think that they have permission to speak, you have permission. To Jai and I are giving you permission for whatever that's worth. (laughs) We're giving you permission to speak, to connect, just a couple phone calls. What a difference that yeah. really makes. Yes, sir. So I want to talk a little bit about uh, uh, the two entities you're a part of. Bijou's Little Curry Shop, yeah. amazing uh, for sure. Bijou Thomas, great chef, great mind for the culinary world, great ability to take high-end cuisine and turn it into fast casual. I love everything about it. And then also Miss Betty's grandson. I dig that. Ode to grandma. <laughs> so talk about Bijou's a little bit. And then we'll talk about what Miss Betty's grandson is. Definitely. Um, uh, Bijou, man. Uh, so I have been eating Bijou's food ever since I was a line cook at Block and Larder off of Tennyson and 38th. Um, this mm-hmm. is probably five years ago. Now, I've never met the man. I've just always enjoyed his food. And being Jamaican and being of Indian descent, that is my background. Um, everything that he cooks is everything that I grew up with. So when we opened up the Broadway market, um, I was the executive chef of Mother Tongue. Uh, It was amazing, you know. So our restaurant was right next to Little Curry Shop at the Broadway market. So we were right next door to each other. We were always helping each other, uh, elbow to elbow. When we first opened, we were grinding. We were, uh, numbers were high, man. It was insane. Um, the, The amount of people that we're feeding on a daily basis, it was beautiful. But watching that man work, watching the care, that he shows, watching the love that he gives. Um, just actually him yeah. sitting down and having a conversation with his guest. You know, a kid walks in and, you know, he lights up and the kid lights up. So when you're around such contagious individuals, you can't help but want to be around those people. So, sure. um, but yeah, Little Curry Shop uh, opened up the door uh, to Southern Indian cuisine in America. You know, and uh, Bijou did it very well. So to be a part of that team going over there and um, adding my influence, my grandmother was from Bangladesh. Um, she left uh, Bangladesh at the age of uh, 13, 14 when she was first married to her first husband. And she went to Jamaica. 
yeah, it was crazy back then. They married off very young, and um, but she came from Bangladesh, and I watched my grandmother make roti from scratch, mango chutney from scratch with a flat rock and a round rock, and she's just going at a caveman, oh, yeah. you know. Um, you know, that's what I grew up with, you know. Um, watching her make doll, you know, we raised chickens and goats. So going over the bijou's <laughs> little curry shop, it gave me that comfort. I was home, you know. Um, but unfortunately, because of the circumstances we're in, you know, we have to close doors. Um, you know, it's, it's a bad situation. Uh, a lot of mom and pop restaurants, a lot of restaurants like Bijou's, uh, you know, we, we have to close doors because of the circumstance. You know, it's, it wasn't by choice. Um, but it honestly shows that we're all in this. You know, it's, it's not one person that is, has to make this tough decision. You know, um, it's not one. And uh, I yeah. think that's where the comfort lies in some ways. It's twisted, but there's some comfort there. No, it. Yeah. Yeah, it's strange because isn't it true that in this industry, we almost thrive off of bad news more than good news. We're yeah. so used to it. Yeah. We're so used to this table is long. You're supposed to be up in 30 seconds. Where's yep. my this? Like, we fire on that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so sometimes we're, we're like, wait, wait, wait. They loved everything. Are you sure? Go yeah. double check. You didn't ask them how was everything, and they said everything is fine, right? You asked them a real question. So, so I, I understand that. We just need to know where we're at. We just yeah, need the do. communication. And if it's bad news, we figure shit out. That's what mm -hmm. we do. So yeah, I can definitely appreciate that. All right, now I really want to find out more about what Miss Miss Betty's grandson is because I'm fascinated. Because clearly, mm -hmm. you take so much pride and joy from the heritage that's been passed on to you culturally and then through your family specifically. Yes, sir. So tell us what that is exactly. Um, Miss Betty's grandson. It's, it is what it is. I, I am Miss Betty's grandson. You know, I believe that uh, if you don't know where you're coming, yeah. you never know where you're going in life. And um, that is the same. My grandfather used to preach, walk around the house with this Bible, just preaching uh, Sunday mornings. And um, it's true. You know, I I sat back uh, after my years of cooking and um, I injured myself uh, and I had surgery on my ankle. Uh, I ended up having uh, someone else's cartilage in my right ankle right now. I was told by the doctor. Wow. That, uh, yeah, man, I, I was told by the, uh, the physician that I was never going to be able to cook again. Um, the weight on the ankle would not, you know, hold. Um, and if I ended up cooking for too much longer, I would probably end up using a wheelchair for the rest of my life um yeah but uh with that being said it i ended up losing over 60 pounds um i worked my ass off and i got back in the kitchen and um you know how long was that so, process you know, you to, uh a year and a half i was in a medical booth for six months i was in a cast for three um and then uh, i was just walking around i drove for uber for a little bit uh but, you know, and you had to get back into business. This is what I do. My last name is Cook Jensen, you know. And, yeah, uh, no doubt. Yeah, brother. So, so, but no, Miss Betty's grandson, um, it's foundation, it's strength. You know, you have to remember where you come from so you know where you're going. And um, we all have a vision. I believe as cooks, as chefs, um, we want our own. You know what I mean? And you need to know your foundation is strong. My foundation is my grandparents. You know, they built me. They built everything that I stand for. Um, she's a beautiful woman. You know, she she used to make her own curry powder from scratch. Uh, 
our curry powder that we have is over 300 years old. Um, this is my family's recipe. I'll send you some. I'll send you some. Yeah, you will. I'm yeah. ready. I'm ready. But, you know, so it's so little things like that. So Miss Betty's grandson, every dish, every event, every person that we feed, um, we give a lot of love. You know, it, it brings you back to family, brings you back to foundation. It, it kind of gives you something to hold on to, you know, so. Yeah. Um, so that's where that company comes from. You know, I, you know, even in the hardest times when I was on the road with Revolution uh, as their chef, I want to say two and two years ago, uh, we were on the road together. And uh, I remember one scenario I was in Orlando and it was a third show, Jensen, and it was raining and it was pouring and the tent just wrecked and my grill got wrecked and I had to feed these guys before they went on stage. And um, honestly, I literally have a picture of my grandmother on my phone as a screensaver at the time. And my wife called, that picture popped up, and my wife's name above it. And I just went back to work. That's all you needed. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, it's, it's really true, brother. I think that, uh, you know, sometimes we need that reminder. You know, even in the hardest times. Real talk. Uh, it's real. Jai, I so appreciate the thoughtfulness that you put into the work that you're doing because it's yes, easy sir. to be like, I'm a cook, I'm a chef, like I'm the help, you know, like I'm just, I'm just a grunt yet how thoughtful we can be with our craft, with our industry, with the people that yes, we sir. surround ourselves with the way that we feed another human being. It like, it really matters. And so Again, you know, this show is built on like the thesis is why and who before what and how. We get so ground up in the minutiae of what we do and how we do it and thinking that's what sets us apart. Yet why we get out of bed to do what we do and who it is we serve and who's in the trenches and who's gotten us to this point, like your grandparents. Yes, sir. That's what really matters. That's what you can hold on to, especially in dark times like this. Thank so you. I really appreciate that. And Miss Betty's grandson, is that a, a, a pop-up brand that you have or what practically is um, that business? Well, Miss Betty's grandson, I think that uh, for right now, there's a lot of works going on in the background. Right now, we have a lot yeah. on our hand. Um, I have a 1962 uh, GM food truck or milk truck that is uh, on my father's farm in Weaverville, California. Yeah. Um, right now, we're looking to see what we can do with that, you know, gut it out. I've had different farmers, local farmers come to me um, looking to see if we can sell their products in that truck, you know, so um the thing is, right now, we have to look at how we're going to come back. And Miss yeah. um, Betty's grandson originally started as a personal chef company, evolved into a catering company. Um, we've catered Red Rocks uh, twice now, um, which is a beautiful thing for that opportunity. And um, we're still growing. You know, we've toured with Revolution, Stephen Marley, Collie Buds. Um, and uh, that list is is honestly growing. You know, we're looking at the Marley family to connect them with. Um, my father was uh, Damien and Steven's tour manager for the longest. Michael Franti's, uh, uh, Michael Franti and Spearhead's tour manager for the longest. So using yeah. the connection, connections that we have uh, and seeing how we can help the community is kind of the way we're going to go about it. You know, um, connecting with Lost Creek Farm with, uh, you know, Chef uh, Chris Starkis. Um, he's in Lakewood. I'm Lakewood. You know, um, you know, uh, him and I are part of uh, different conversations. Um, but yeah, man, honestly, uh, Miss Betty's grandson is just more looking away to see how we can evolve and how we can come back because it's not going to be the same. Restaurant business is not going to be the same when we come back and it's not coming back anytime soon. So 
we have to pivot. We have to find some way to, to pivot and, um, and work with the circumstances and situations that we're in right now. Yeah, completely agree. And so for you, it does come back to that really figuring out how you can simplify your belief system within yeah. what it means for hospitality and how you can deliver the simplest version of that to people, connecting your passions. I love that. I mean, you got to cook for, you know, revolution on tour and things like that. The creativity that you had to deploy when you're cooking in the rain, trying to get them on stage. Like, again, you just like figure shit out. You make it happen in this industry, which I think is so important. And that's, we're being called to that more than ever. And so, You've already mentioned a few of them. What other hopes do you have for the industry coming out of this as you see the opportunity and the challenges with the opportunity to find a way to pivot and kind of create our own future? What are a couple of the other things that you want to see the industry move towards in this, in this time coming out of this? Well, honestly, I think, um, you know, I, I, was, I was watching uh, The Modern Eater yesterday. I was watching uh, Juan Padro uh, speak. And um, I've uh, yeah. worked with him because, you know, obviously connecting with Chef Daniel Asher, um, Ashkara, working over there for a period of time. Um, he said something, you know, his thing is that uh, the way we're going to come back, um, it's not going to be the same. It's not going to be what is on the plate. You know, it's more going to be about the experience. So with that being said, it's no longer be about the, the swoosh of the pretty sauce. It's not going to be about the black ash of this or whatever of that. It's more going to be a familiar, um, something that is uh, familiar to the patrons, something that is um, recognizable yeah. and something that brings peace to the mind and the soul. So that's kind of how I would love to see how we come back, seeing how we can connect with our community more. And, and that is where my mindset is at right now, Jensen. I, I originally was looking at this truck as a food truck, but coming back as a food truck would not make any sense right now. Um, you know, being able to sell food on the side of the streets, that's going to be questionable. So with that being said, you know, connecting with local farms, connecting with local butchers, um, you know, uh, finding different ways to connect the community with the resources that they need. Feed the community. You know what I mean? Connecting local farms with their local communities. I think that's going to be the way that we have to go around. I think um, the restaurant business right now is going to have to watch, um, honestly, uh, everything. Everything from back of house to front of house. Uh, these are conversations yeah. that I've been having from uh, uh, with Fireside of Five. As I said, I've connected with Chef uh, Chris Starkis, um, Gertie over there. Um, these are the individuals from the Steamboat Food and Wine Festival that... Uh, started this conversation group again that is uh fireside at five and um it's a beautiful thing you know it's it's the conversations of how how owners and chefs are going to look at the business whether it's when a customer walks through the door proper sanitation yeah. around the area um sanitizer wipes make sure that the the guest has a mask for the period of time make sure that the server wear a mask make sure the server wear a glove these are the things that we're going to have to come back and think about 50 percent occupancy occupied um, that is not going to be able to happen. You know, um, are you going to be able to make 10 grand a week, 10 to $15,000 a, a day, basically? Um, are these numbers, are you going to be able to hit the markers? Are you going to be able to need to pay your bills and stay afloat? Um, you know, as I said, Jen, it's, it's, it's right now myself as a chef, um, having offers on the table, looking at them, having to turn them down. It's sad. 
because right now we're not prepared. Yeah. And we're kind of just, we're bouncing around. We're kind of bouncing around the ball, trying to get different ideas, get different thoughts of how we're going to come back. But I think realizing the situation, realizing that the bills that you have to pay, whether it's gas, electric, rent, having to make sure that you make food costs, labor costs, these are going to be the questions that are going to be in our brains. You know, yeah. am I going to be able to make enough money on a daily basis to make sure that this business is available or will be here next year? So it's a hard questions. They're very hard questions, Jensen. And uh, watching yeah. businesses close right now, it's 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 literally bringing tears to my eyes, man. Um, you know, watching yeah. these businesses that, you know, you've cooked with and, and gone to and frequent, it's it's uh, it's mind boggling. Honestly, I think uh, us trying to figure out how we're going to come back, that's going to be the very toughest question, brother. You know, that's going to be the very, very toughest question. Yeah, back to what we talked about early on. It's so personal. It's yeah. such a personal decision. And so it's really challenging in this time to have these broad sweeping, this is what you have to do because every business is nuanced by the people that are within that business, yeah. the community that they serve, the practical, the real estate, their payroll taxes, all of yeah, those things everything. downstream from that. Everything. And I think, again, this, the challenge is immense and unbelievable, yet also, to your points, the opportunities to focus. Yeah. Juan has been a, a great voice for that. You know, he likes to he likes to punch people in the <laughs> mouth and then say, okay, now let's fix the problem, you know, uh, which Juan, I love. So, and actually, great. yeah, yeah. Uh, Juan Padro and Paul Riley are going to be on a show together next week uh, from Beast and Bottle, Coperta, also Broadway Market, that connection there. Uh, they're going to be on. Greg Hollenbeck from The Modern Eater is going to be on next week. So I think some of those voices that are going to, going to push through some of the white noise of, you know, it's time to start thinking about the future. We know that the shit has hit the fan. We know that we're in trouble. We know that there's a way out. So, yeah. Appreciate, appreciate that. Again. And so for you, timing is going to be key, obviously, with you having slightly more concerns than others because of your asthma and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And so is there something that you personally are watching out for that is the, the moment you say, OK, now I feel confident? Are you you have something in mind or are you just trying to continue to watch and you, who who the hell knows what that moment is going to be for you? Honestly, man, I think that uh, it's. I, I honestly don't have that moment. It's more watching and trying to feel comfortable with the community. I think that, uh, you know, watching the leaders in the community, whether it's Paul Riley, whether it's Juan Padro, um, individuals like yourself, you know, um, watching the decisions that we make, watching how the restaurants connect with the communities and actually show care. I think that uh, as restaurants, we're already clean. We already take these necessary precautions to make sure that the customer or the guests come in and have a comfortable, enjoyable experience. Now we're going to have to go that extra mile and we're going to have to make it more visible as well. You know, it's, it. it cannot be behind closed doors anymore, you know? Um, so, you know, you're going to have guests that's going to ask questions. We need to make sure that chefs and owners have answers. You know, we need to make sure that we can go into a restaurant comfortably and feel safe. Um, but uh, it's going to be a beautiful thing. I think that right now we're being challenged and uh, I think that we can find some good in anything. You know, uh, that is something that my grandmother used to say. And uh, right now, I think any good that we can find is, is that the earth is being reset. And really as humans, we're kind of being put on a timeout. 
And the fact of the matter is that if we just sit back and look at the situation and try to find some light in it, you know, um, we can come back better. That is it. I'd agree more. The word, especially when it comes to ensuring your community that you are taking all the steps for their safety and not just telling them, showing them and truly taking their safety to heart. Transparency. The veil continues to be lifted layer by layer from the hospitality industry. You know, open kitchens are one of my favorite things to happen to the industry because it created a connection in both directions. And so now there's going to be an expectation of more clarity, more transparency. People are going to want to know and see how the sausage is made. Mm-hmm. It was always something you didn't want to see. Now people are going to expect to see it and have confidence in that. And the way that we communicate that is going to be essential, oh, absolutely yeah. essential it to is. coming out of that. So really appreciate that. Tajai, amazing conversation. Thank you, sir. Uh, I want to give you the opportunity. Any last thoughts? And then I want some playlist items from you because whatever you listen to, and I keep saying this to all my guests because I feel like they have such positive energy. And I'm like, whatever you listen to or whatever you eat for breakfast, I need that in my life. <laughs> but uh, any last thoughts before we get to your playlist items? Um, last thoughts, man. Um, I think right now as a community, we're being challenged. And um, if we actually do come together and work together, we yeah. can come out of this together. You know, my, um, I've heard different sayings throughout my life. Uh, one hand can't clap. One wing cannot fly. So with that being said, let's work together. Let's actually work together. We need the government to help the restaurants. um, And we need the community to support our restaurants so they can be here next year. That's it. Yeah. Mic drop, man. That's all it's going to be. That's all it's going to. It's what it'll take. Immensely challenging. Yet it's also very simple. That's all it's going to take. It's for communities to come together so I really appreciate that. Yes, All right, a couple of playlist times. I already got, I mean, we got Revolution, Cali Buzz, the Marley family. We got Michael Franti on here. We got a lot of people that, that yeah. oh man, that's the music that definitely is soul soothing for sure. Yeah. Uh, so we got music. Maybe anything else, anything you're reading or watching um, that's keeping you hard right now? Uh, watching, watching. The wife and I, uh, for probably, my wife and I have been together for almost a decade. Uh, Congrats. This is probably the hundredth time that we've started the office. So I think right now, anything that brings peace to you, take it. Just take it like that medication, prescription, take it. Um, so yeah, right now we're binge watching the office, that 70s show. Uh, okay. You know, very, very classics. Um, Love it. Uh, there's a movie that I recently came across on Netflix. It's called Sprinter. Uh it's about a Jamaican sprinter that is just trying to make a good thing for himself and his family. Uh, that movie brought a lot of light and uh, love and laughter into our house recently. So that was good. So I would suggest that sprinter on Netflix. I uh, absolutely loved it. And we can't, we can't leave out. I know you got a couple books there cause we joked about oh, it earlier. Yeah, Let's see. Um, Let the people see. Biography of uh, Malcolm X. Malcolm X. Yes, sir. And of course you have to have, uh, you know, kitchen confidential. Um, it. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I'm, I have my head in a couple other books. Uh, you know, I'm learning uh, how to cure meat more. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to better my skills, you know, honing them a little bit. You know, I, I've been making pasta like crazy. Uh, my wife wants ravioli tomorrow. So, you know, let's go ahead and crank that out. Um, yeah, you know, just just that, brother. You know, just reading, cooking, music-wise, music-wise. Um, other than the artists that you've mentioned, I've been listening 
listening to a lot of Protic and Chronics. These are two up and coming reggae acts. Uh, amazing, amazing, positive music. Um, and uh, even Michael Front and Spearhead's uh, uh, home album. That one. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I can say. So good. Yes, sir. To Jai Cook, my friend, truly one of our unsung hospitality heroes. We all need to absorb some of your energy, the positivity, the motivation. Also, just the real talk. You know, it's going to take both. We're we're not going to be just kumbaya all the time, and we can't be just Debbie Downer all the time. We got to be realistic, and then we got to get up and go. So I, I appreciate that very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Jensen. Thank you so much for having me, brother. You're doing an amazing work. You're connecting us um, between you and the modern eater. That's the only reason I really go on to Facebook. So, so thank uh, you. That, that means a lot. I really appreciate it, especially Greg and the modern eaters on a whole nother level. Those guys got a real show. I just like hop on my laptop and have a conversation. But if it brings value to one person, one of our unsung hospitality heroes, I will keep hustling and communicating. That's all I know how to do. So I appreciate it. Tajai. Have a great day. Go make those raviolis, my friend. Thank you. Appreciate it. Take it easy. I mean, you all know why I do this show. That. That's it. That is the reason that I'm so motivated every single day. 61 episodes over the last five plus weeks that we've been doing this. Coming up here. All kinds of technical difficulties. All kinds of issues. My motivation being up and down all over the place. Yet that is exactly why I will not stop doing this no matter what, because it just matters that Tajai gets to share just a piece of his message and we get to learn about his grandmother for a couple minutes. It matters. It really, really matters. And so I'm grateful for the opportunity. So thank you very much to Tajai. To all of my 61 guests that have been on the show, many more to come. We got this. You know, it's 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 a hashtag that's cliche, but it's true. We got this together, as Tajai said. Nothing, nothing can stop us as as human beings, but the humans in hospitality, seriously, nothing. No bad news can ever slow down the juggernaut. And the insanity that is the hospitality industry, the humans therein. So, cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.